0: Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. You are the best movers on the planet. So, bro, what kind of muscles you have? No. Bro, what kind of patterns you have?
1: We're here to fuck shit up. Sorry, I just saw... I didn't see you sent that link earlier. No, no, you're good.
0: when When you sent that note... No, no worries. Yeah, I was sitting there. I was like, did I fuck this up? Am I in the wrong, uh, am I in the wrong chat?
1: Nope. I was just, I, I didn't look hard enough. It was, <laughs> it was my fault.
0: No, you're good, bro. All right. I already hit record there. So we're, we're rolling here. Okay, cool. I'm just coming back from the, uh, the cold plunge slash sauna session. It was 36 degrees. That's icy. And it's moving water,
1: which is unbelievable. That's, uh, that's cold water.
0: Well and it's for us at least kind of cold outside, you know, give or take. Oh yeah. For,
1: for this you and I. Weekend, this past weekend I'm sure you had similar weather. It was like I think uh in the morning it was like 40 degrees, 39 yep. 40 degrees. So that's a uh, real chilly.
0: Yeah, when I uh so the ice bath this weekend when I went into it it was the water was 38 and the outside temperature was 48. And it was um, like rainy and gloomy out. So it's not even like we had sun. Yikes,
1: yeah. How's the... You, uh, you can't jump right into the sauna either. You got to wait, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got to really
1: suffer out there.
0: Well, well, what I do is, so I, I, I schedule it in like, so the ice bath is 15 minutes. Like I have it allotted for 15 minutes. And then at the end of the 15 minutes, it goes right into half an hour of sauna. So if nice. I'm doing like four minutes in the ice bath... I'll literally wait till the last four minutes of that 15 minute session. (laughs) (laughs) That's smart. Yeah. Unless if it's like super sunny out, I'll sit out there, you know, on a, one of the chairs on the patio and kind of chill in the sun afterwards. But this weekend I literally waited till the exact second where I could transition into the sauna. So
1: yeah, if the sun's out and it's like in the middle of the summer, like that's not bad at all. Like you'll warm up really quickly, but Yeah. There's no sun and it's 40 degrees outside. You're going
0: to be in uh, a, it's going to be bone chilling for a while. And I'm a, I'm a little bitch since I've moved to the South and we never really get cold weather anymore. Yeah.
1: You you adapt quickly to that when you move down here.
0: Yeah, you do. How's the,
1: uh, how's the sauna now that it's rolling and everything now? Oh, I just, I just clicked it on. So when we get off this, we're going (laughs) to hop right in. It's uh, it's it's awesome. So it's uh. I've used it every night
0: since we got it hooked up. So it's. Is it, um, do you notice a difference in like training or sleep or anything like that when after you use it? I think it, I think it helps me down regulate big
1: time because I, uh, I used to use a sauna at work in the morning. Um,
0: was it the same type that, of
1: sauna? It was a dry steam sauna. So, okay. like, had the heater with the rocks that you pour water on.
0: Um, Was it you and a bunch is, of members like you and like a bunch of sixty-year-old men sitting around in swimsuits?
1: Nah, it'd, it'd be that early. It's the before-work crowd. So <laughs> if anyone else is in there, it'd be like a forty-year-old dude or something. um But that that doesn't get hot enough for me anymore after using really? this because it would only get up to about one eighty, and that's okay. if you really manipulate it by pouring water on there. But this we can get to two hundred five, two ten. So sitting in that Ooh. for twenty minutes is like my tolerance for the when at work just doesn't even cut it and because i usually only i plan my workout where i only have about 10 to 12 minutes to use the sauna anyways mm-hmm. and so it's almost pointless to sit in there so it uh i think i definitely sleep better because like when i'm done in there and take a nice like two minute cold shower yeah like my body's just like all right let's sit down <laughs> okay. so and i rarely sit down during the day so it's a nice mm-hmm. like
0: down regulation kind of deal. yeah
1: down regulate eat dinner Uh mm-hmm start thinking about what book I'm going to read and then just crawl right in bed. So it's, uh, I think, and Caitlin feels the same way because we usually do it together and she's much more ready to go to bed. Really, She used to be be a bit of a night owl. So it's, uh, I think helped her get get in bed a little earlier, which helps me out too.
0: (laughs) Do you, uh, do you feel like you have to, have you lost any excess weight or anything from sweating that much on a regular basis? Are you hydrating more or doing anything different?
1: Um, I kill, this is a 32 ounce hydro. So I drink this whole thing while I'm in there.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, that makes sense, honestly.
1: And I doubt I'm losing that much water. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll put electrolytes in it. If I've, sometimes I won't just depends on if I've had electrolytes earlier in the day. Uh, I don't know if I've lost weight. I mean, I've only had it up and running for roughly two weeks, I think. So I don't know if I'd noticed anything quite yet, but uh, uh, it might be making me hungrier. I don't know. I have been eating large dinners the past two weeks. I don't know if that's because of the sauna or just because of excess food available.
0: So now is it, is it plugged, is it plugged into like the electricity in the house? Like how does it turn on like not turn on but like yeah that's it the run hassle
1: of, that's the hassle of getting it set up is it's hardwired into the house okay so they you know like your fuse box yeah there's a fuse now that says sauna <laughs> so it's like the button to turn it on is inside the sauna but it has to be like i guess it's i don't know how much electricity it's using but it's i think it's <laughs> is more your bill a, gonna
0: be like three times next month
1: no, I think it's more of a safety thing from an electricity standpoint. Okay. I could be wrong, but uh yeah, I, for whatever reason it needs to be hardwired into the house um so that took like a month to get done but we're we're up and running, so very
0: exciting now, is there any like um I don't want to say maintenance on it, but you just literally turn it on, you know wait for it to get hot, and then that's it.
1: yeah, I mean it's uh because it's outside. The bottom of it's getting a little dirty, so we'll have to like clean it, like probably once every other week or something, just like with a wet towel, essentially. Mm -hmm. But that's it's minimal maintenance. Um, It's meant to be outside; they're meant to last ten plus years. Okay. Uh, Knock on wood, nothing that I
0: know (laughs) of from a maintenance standpoint. (laughs) Damn, I'm I'm jealous here of this because the infrared, the infrared's nice. Don't get me wrong, and I think there's you know tons of like health benefits. Um, that I'm not even aware of, but it only, it only gets up to 150. Um, yeah. So, I don't even
1: understand. I know they say the infrared like penetrates deeper or something. Yeah. But-
0: something like that. But honestly, even for me, the ice bath and the sauna, I just do it. Cause it's like my, you know, hour twice a week where I kind of disconnect, um, where I'm just relaxing, you know um, you know, my phone's off. So I do it for that. And Sure, I'm sure there's you know tons of benefits everyone talks about um, with sauna and cold plunge, but I, I'm just doing it as like a, a disconnect, like fucking my clients leave me alone for an hour. Um, so it's it's nice from that regard. So I'm jealous that you have it in your backyard so you can do it every single day.
1: Yeah, well I don't I don't have as much free time as you, so I almost have to have it that available for <laughs> me for me to, for me to be, able, be able to use it. So
0: that's fair. Um,
1: but yeah, when you're in the extreme cold and the extreme heat, there's almost like a forced mental type meditation. Like mm-hmm. you can't be like, Oh, thinking about someone's yeah, program, you have to be present do afterwards. You've got to be like, all right, try to warm up here. Like let's yeah. uh, regulate <laughs> our breathing. Let's focus. Let's relax. Uh, it's a, uh, and I think we're pretty similar. Like it's so easy for me to just be thinking all over the place, mm-hmm. like trying to multitask and it's impossible to do that when you're, in either, I, can, I can read when I'm in the sauna. but okay. Can't read in not, the ice bath yet? Oh my God, no. <laughs> but even, <laughs> even reading in the sauna, I'm reading very slowly and it's, I have to stop every now and then. and it's, mm-hmm. I'm only focused on the reading when I am reading. It's almost like it, it slows the brain down a little
0: bit in a, in a good way. Have you been doing any um, like breathing protocols or anything in the sauna or the cold bath from, uh, from the outer breath?
1: Not so much from them. I think they do talk on this. We didn't talk about any uh, cold or heat exposure in that. It was all mostly oriented around uh physical performance. But okay. and I, not so much in the sauna, but in the ice barrel. I just try to get to nasal breathing, re- nice relaxed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: deep, controlled nasal breathing as quickly as I can. Um, if it's sustainable, if it's not, I'll go back to nasal in, mouth out until I essentially just feel comfortable enough to, to stick to strictly nasal, um, which usually if it's cold enough, it'll take me a minute or two to get there. But, uh, once I get there, it just feels like that's when you're locked in. Like you're not thinking about anything, your body just, there's a warmth that kind of comes over you. So, um, the sauna, I try to stick to nasal breathing, but there gets to a point in there where it gets so hot that your nose, like. If there's water in the air, like you're breathing in like little fire crystals, basically. So there's uh it's tough to stick to any breath protocol in there, but um mostly nasal breathing and then mouth when, when, when someone pours water on the rocks, you might have to mouth breathe for a little bit.
0: Okay. We're going to, we're going to have to record a podcast in the, uh the sauna one time.
1: I could set that up. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I could put this microphone in the because the very base right where your feet are isn't that hot, mm-hmm. so I could probably throw this microphone on on the bottom and just snake the cord out. So we can
0: we can uh, one time when I come down, um, we can record a podcast in there. Perfect.
1: <laughs> well, uh, what what about you? I know you're getting you're getting more comfortable in the ice now. So are you
0: thinking about anything breathing, or is it just so I do try not to die? So I. I want to say it was one of my clients sent me a whole protocol that um, it's from Brian McKenzie. I don't know if it's the Art of Breath or one of his you know previous companies, but it talks about different breathing protocols um, that he uses. You know, pre sauna or pre ice bath. Um, you know, during the ice bath, post ice bath, and sauna. Um, and one of them, you know, it was saying with the the ice bath to. Um, he, he likes doing all nose, you know, if you can't control your breathing, if you start hyperventilating, that's the indication to get out. Um, and, oh, I, and really? I think, and I think that's maybe more directed towards beginners too, especially if you're starting at first, because mm-hmm. if, if you're so, you know, sympathetic and jacked up when you're getting into that ice bath, um, and you you're in there for, you know, a minute and you're just hyperventilating, you're probably not. You know, probably not getting as many benefits out of it as you think you are. Or maybe having the opposite effect because it's so freaking stressful. Um, yeah,
1: you're shaking. You're shivering uncontrollably.
0: Yeah. Um, so for me, right now, I'm just doing slow in through the nose, slow out through the nose, um, and I'm counting them too because I'm still in the I'm still at two and a half minutes because um, I, I was up to four, but I wasn't putting my arms in and my forearms. Oh. Yeah. Get those hands in, yeah. man. That's, my, yeah. my forearms are so jacked up from jujitsu. Those, those are my problem area. Cause you'll talk to people and they'll be like, I can't put my toes in or other people, you know, can't put their hands in for me. It's the wrist, the wrists just kill me. Um, so I, I'm still at the two and a half minute mark. So instead of staring at, at a stopwatch for two and a half minutes, I'll, uh, I'll count the breaths. And typically, um, when I'm at the about 25, um, breath mark, like in through the nose, out through the nose is one. Yeah. Um, when I'm at about 25, that's give or take two minutes or it's close enough that then I can watch the timer for the yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. remainder. Um, so you don't want to look at the clock too early. No. Sure. <laughs> no. So it gives me something to focus on. Um, so it, it will be interesting, especially when it gets sunny out again and nice out and hot outside. So it will, I will almost think it's refreshing. Um, but right now, when I'm bundled up outside, and then I have to hop in it, or have to—I choose to hop in it. Um, it's uh, it's interesting.
1: I've had like three or four people send me messages recently when I've posted about it, saying like some of them, most of them, one of them was not nice. But it's and it basically said it was
0: not nice.
1: It said, <laughs> it said, it said, why don't you not be a bitch and get a snorkel and stay underwater the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> and but then three or four other people suggested it in a nice way. So I think like <laughs> the next level is you literally stay underwater the entire time. Well, we we talked about that, didn't we? Uh Yeah, I think we did. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: well well because I read a so I read a book it's called what's it called? It's called Bre- breathe and it's on um it's a bio is it biography or autobiography when it's on someone's life? Which one is it?
1: Oh, an autobiography would be written by the pers- pers- person It's about wrote it. A biography would be written about someone else. Okay, yeah, so
0: it was a okay, yeah, autobiography um, on Hicks and Gracie, who's just one of the, the Gracies um, in jiu-jitsu, um, and there's yeah, – like, I know the name. Yeah, there's like a million of them, but he was one of the more famous ones um, just with his um, um, success in cage fighting. But anyway, one of the things he talked about doing – was ice baths. And he was recently on Joe Rogan, and he was talking about this too, that he does ice baths with a snorkel. Um, So his head goes under. Yeah. So. (laughs) Well, it's it's
1: definitely, I've heard the forehead and then also the like base of the neck are definitely like areas very, just like the hand, the palms of the hands, they feel colder than other areas. So. Man. I know if I like sit up just a little bit taller and get the base of my neck out, like it yeah. feels ten degrees warmer. So,
0: so I feel like my neck. I don't even know now if my neck's in there because it it's it's going to the base of my head. So it would lead me to believe that my neck's in there now. Now I'm. Are your, sho- to...
1: are your shoulders completely underwater?
0: Yeah, my shoulders are underwater. Oh,
1: you're 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 at that point then.
0: Okay, so no, I'm my my wrists are in so much pain that I don't pay attention. Like my toes don't get cold. Uh, yes yeah. Steph. Steph has to. Her toes are the bad thing, so she starts. She has started laying in it and having her toes stick out. If that makes sense, because ours are ours is big enough to like allow that.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see that. That sounds pretty <laughs> funny.
0: It's it's kind of interesting. She needs
1: she needs the snorkel more than anyone. Then
0: yeah, no kidding, right? Just
1: lay in um, the bottom and. uh I love,
0: love that you're love getting. A, hang out. I love that you're getting criticism on how you're ice bathing now. Like you can do it incorrectly.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually, I have a snorkel and a mask, so I'm going to, at some point I'm going to try it. I, I need, <laughs> K- Caitlin's gone for a couple of days. I need some supervision for that one, but <laughs> maybe this coming weekend.
0: <laughs> but you have noticed a difference with, with your training since you started implementing the cold plunge? Um, I think mm-hmm. I, I think I'm less
1: resistant to like, Breaking points, I guess mm-hmm. I would say, like especially in more so in running than anything like in the gym, but I feel like if a normal and this is probably also contributes to just my endurance improving, but mm-hmm. normally, when I maybe talk myself out of maintaining a pace like hey, I need to slow down a pace here, I feel like I'm more like nah come on let's like let's up it Pick a little it bit like i uh, I don't let the that mental thought of kind of giving in and regressing something creep in too much. Um, and it's similar in the strength work too. And in the mobility work, I, I'm less, I find I have less excuses to, <laughs> um, not that I had a bunch to begin with, but I feel like it does make you a little bit more resilient all around. Um, your, your inner, and it, it quiets your inner bitch. Yes, totally. So. <laughs> Are
0: totally. we going to see you running a marathon anytime soon?
1: No, I mean, the main reason we were running is we want to go, when we travel, we're usually in like areas that would be great for trail running. And so like the next time we do go travel somewhere, we want to have the capacity to be like, all right, let's go do something kind of epic. Like let's go on an eight mile trail run or something. So, um, I mean, the runs around here aren't anything special at all, but, uh, it's when you are somewhere cool, it's nice to see it.
0: Um, running around so you can cover a lot more distance you know you can cover so much more distance and so much more area if you're freaking running a a long hike or a trail oh yeah totally as opposed to like walking it
1: less boring too yeah
0: (laughs) I, i guess it speeds it up too right yeah you can do
1: more trails are you
0: just still doing what what are you just doing it on the weekends now running once or twice a week
1: um our protocol is one long run on the weekends which is about six or seven miles um and we run a bunch of parking decks uh to kind of simulate hills um and then once during the week we do something shorter distance faster like anything from like 50 meter sprints to Mm -hmm. a quarter mile run a quarter mile rest for two to three minutes run it again four or five of those so shorter distance stuff that that takes in total less than 25 minutes
0: okay that's not bad and it's like you already said it's not affecting your recovery at all or it's not inhibiting you
1: no not yet and we've been doing it i mean over three
0: months i would say now maybe maybe closer to four to four to four you're you're getting me thinking maybe i should start doing some more running
1: well, you're doing some aerobic work, aren't you, on the, uh, yeah, seen the bike pop into some stories yeah, every now and, I'm,
0: and then? I'm using the bike right now. It's way lower impact, too. Um, and, you know, I have the the computer there so I can monitor the pace and make it a little more um, reproducible from session to session. So I know, um, you know, my wattage, my output, my distance, um, the time. Even though I'm sure you could track that on a on like a smartwatch or something on your iPhone. Um, but honestly the i just don't fucking like running either so yeah
1: i can't really don't take this the wrong way but i can't really picture you running
0: that's fair i, I don't take like offense I can, to that by any
1: means i can picture you doing like almost any other physical activity but <laughs> if i saw you jogging down the street i'd be like what
0: <laughs> maybe it's a, i'm just i'm really short you know so you can't picture short people being very graceful running or covering a yeah, a I, I can't picture
1: a long, like, nice stride. Maybe that's no. it. I
0: don't know. And to be totally honest, my my girlfriend strides even worse because she's so thick. You know, she's not she's uh, not yeah. covering a lot of distance either. That's that's not a pretty sight to watch her run.
1: Yeah, it's, maybe race walking is for you guys. <laughs> we're
0: we're not the running couple. You guys are. You guys have like what six, seven inches on us both. So.
1: Maybe, yeah. Be- better looking strides, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: you guys are more aesthetically pleasing with running. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the strength work been looking like lately now? Because I've been seeing, um, posting the actual no real, like, no real, more numbers. No real
1: change. Yeah, no real change from the last time we caught up. Just, uh, I guess, biggest update is, yeah, I'm pulling strength on the pull-ups. I'm, I do one day a week. I shoot for five sets of four, and I'm now doing forty-seven and a half pounds on that. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: and that's the, probably the last time we chatted. I bet I was doing like thirty or thirty-five pounds. So, mm-hmm. um, and then another day a week I do six sets of two, and I can't remember what I did on that. Maybe, um, maybe just like weighted, s- weighted pulls, yeah, okay. uh, or chin-ups. Uh, and maybe sixty pounds, maybe
0: sixty-five. Okay. Yeah, that's getting kind of um, heavy.
1: Yeah. So, so now I'm feeling much stronger with that. So,
0: so since like that's a decent amount of volume for the chin ups, are you following it up with anything else or or does that take up most of the time you even have available right now? Because are you, yeah, I do
1: after that. I do a row variation one day, a cable row, the other Mm -hmm. day, a single arm row on the rings that Mm -hmm. I like a lot. Okay. Um, and then I'll do some after that essentially some bicep bicep work usually two variations uh each day um like one day i'll just do kind of traditional uh dumbbell bicep curls and then i'll do some ring curls the next day i'll do hammer dumbbell curls and um what else i do Oh, the, uh, are they called Zurcher curls where you curl Zot, up? Zotman curls. Zotman curls where you curl up and then turn at Flip the top. Flip around, pronate it. Yeah. yeah. And anything aside from the pull-ups, anything accessory, I can put those fat grips on. I put them on. So okay, that's most of that. the stuff. Unless it's on the rings, that's, uh, mostly everything. So it's, uh, as you know, the, the bar I do pull-ups on is like super thick. Dude, so. that's,
0: that's a, that's a thick bar. And it doesn't grip that well, to be totally honest, because we have one here. Yeah, we have one at my apartment gym. Um, I don't train on it, but I'll film tutorials in there because it's got good lighting. Um, And even just doing, I I remember thinking the other day, I was like, fuck, how does John train on this thing?
1: I don't know any better. That's how. (laughs) When I do train at home and I use like the doorway pull up bar, it's like cheating. Like this feels, my hands feel like they're doubled the size. It's crazy. Well,
0: because it's so narrow and then it's not. That that bar at your work probably is kind of slippery too, is it not? Um it responds well to chalk. You can okay, does it?
1: and I but I usually don't even need chalk. Maybe by the fifth set I might, but uh mm-hmm. um I guess I'm just so used to it. Like it's yeah, you've been uh, using
0: that for years now.
1: Yeah. Um but I bet I could pull probably give or take five to ten more pounds of that same sets reps i just described if i was doing it at home on a super thin doorway bar but okay, that's a decent amount that
0: makes yeah. sense are you working it? Are, are the are the uh like the accessory work the curls and the rows are those in higher rep ranges
1: uh yeah eight to eight to twelve uh yeah eight to twelve <laughs> reps four four-ish sets okay, of most
0: things i'm liking the simplicity and what i really like is that you're whether it was intentional or not, you're essentially doing a form of undulating periodization because you're working, you know, kind of higher reps, you know, the, the five reps, and then you're working the, the sets of two on another day. So it's kind of like we could go out medium and low reps. Um, but still I like that structure and it's a really good structure um, for body weight exercises. And I've started playing with that more and more um, as opposed to doing it from phase to phase. I've started doing it in the phases and I've been having a lot more success. So I, I like that you, whether it was intentional or not, you're you're using that method. It's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. And I like doing the six sets of two later in the week. Because um, for whatever reason, I think I'm just kind of like lazier later in the week. And it's easy <laughs> for me to be like, all right, it's only two reps. This is much easier than four. So well, it's dude, easy one- to kind of like mentally trick myself into getting the work done well, at a once, high level.
0: Once again, you've intuitively done it the way that that most textbooks would recommend it they they'd have you do more of the higher volume in the beginning of the week um and then more of the the neurologically taxing high intensity stuff lower reps at the end of the week and that's exactly how i structure it for myself and my clients so it's kind of funny that you're doing it that way too um you got to be probably my guess would be you're probably getting pretty close to a hundred pound chin up at this point in time, like a chest to bar, probably by the new year, yeah. thing, I guess.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'll test that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe by December 1st, I'll test my, my one rep max. You'll, you'll how, would you, t- how would you go about doing that? Would you, what sort of warm up would you do beforehand?
0: Man, that's a good question. Cause everyone warms up differently. Um, like for example, when I do it, Two and I guess movement it's going to be specific to the movement, but you know a good warm up for me maybe when i do one arm one arm chin ups when I do weighted chin ups, you know maybe i'll do six reps at body weight you know i'll do four four reps at um, twenty five pounds you know then maybe i'll do two reps at you know fifty five pounds um, and then from there maybe a, a single at seventy five and then a single at nine or a single at a hundred. So I make, as I'm saying that I, I make decently big jumps because you don't want to, um, make too small a jumps and gas yourself out too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cause you only have so much in the tank on that one. So maybe even less reps, um, depending on where you're at. Some, sometimes I'll, I'll warm up and I'll build to a heavy single, um, before a workout, just so then the workout feels lighter, um, and the other day, I built up to a hundred pounds, and I literally did fifty, and then I jumped to a hundred, did a hundred, and then I went back down nice. to fifty. Um, and honestly, a hundred, I probably only had 10, 15 more pounds in the tank. So, um, weighted chin-ups, I feel like, are a little weird building up as opposed to you know other movements. You know, like a heavy back squat or um, you know maybe Olympic lifting, things that are more neurologically demanding, or a one arm chin up. You have to warm up more for. The, the heavy chin up, I feel like it doesn't require as much warming up, um, in my opinion, as I'm thinking about it right now.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, before my, my current warm up for pulling is I hang on the bar for maybe like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Then I start doing active hang, still hanging yeah. on the bar, like two or three of them. Then I do like two like super slow, just full range pull ups. And then I, I'm done. Yeah. I'm working,
0: I'm working out after that yeah it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty easy warm up you know i i include some uh some banded work some patterning work with a band where i'll do like um i'll hang a band on a pull up bar and i'll do straight arm pull downs to mimic the lever pattern to kind of warm up my lats cuz i'm doing lever work too um and then on one arm chin up days i'll take that same band and i'll go through the one arm chin up pattern with the band um thinking about you know um Scap retraction in the first half of the pole, and then maybe more bicep flexion in the second half of the pole. Um, just once again, to pattern it, maybe get my brain ready for that one arm chin up pattern because it's such a, still to this day, it's still a really foreign and weird movement. Um, it's amazing. You can um, be doing a pulley assist with minimal weight, and then you try to go to one hand, and it's like all bets are off. It's like your brain shuts down, it doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so I like anything where I can pattern it through a full range of motion. I don't have that like assist hand um help from it. So I'll do that too. But yeah, same thing. My warm up for pull up day, five, seven minutes at that. It's very very minimal. It's nice.
1: So what do you do? I meant to ask you this when we were talking about the running and the bike. What do you do on the bike? What are you looking for to mimic? stuff that translates to jiu-jitsu is it like the wattage or the time what is the
0: so right now i'm working um just building up my aerobic base and this is all based on uh stuff from joel jameson he is a really famous um i want to say mma coach but he's not mma he's like a i guess he is an mma coach um he's a conditioning coach um based out of seattle washington or strength and conditioning coach um, and he wrote a book <clears throat> called Eight Weeks Out. And in it, he goes through different protocols on building different energy systems. <coughs> and right now, I'm focusing 100% on just my aerobic conditioning so I can uh, maintain a relatively high level of um, conditioning fr- from roll to roll in jujitsu. And you know, I don't gas out. Um, I'm not dead afterwards. You know, I come back recovered the next day. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. So it's not super high intensity. So for example, one day I'll go 12 seconds on the bike at a certain pace where it increases my heart rate. So I'm, I'm tracking watts on the bike, but I'm associating it with my heart rate because then I'll just take my heart rate after every few sets. Um, and I've kind of correlated where my heart rate sits to the wattage. It's very um, this is not an exact science, you know, like he, he recommends using a, like a whoop or like a heart rate monitor strap and it's hooked up to his app. Um, very high level stuff. I'm just basic because it's really easy. Um, cause I'll do like 10, 15 second intervals, then I'll go 60 seconds off, but I'll do that process for 15 to 25 sets of it. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's really easy when you're only going for 12 seconds on a bike to go really, really fast and almost overdo it. But that's not the purpose or the intention. The, the intention is to be able to get my heart rate to a certain point, maintain it, be comfortable with it, have it come back down, um, and then increase it again. So I'm just constantly, you know, the heart rate's going up and down, but not at a point where it's kind of tipping over, you know, and I'm starting to have to, you know, you could say mouth breathe, or I'm feeling like I'm starting to cramp, or I'm feeling that, you know, lactic acid burn um so it's just being comfortable at a higher heart rate elevation um so for me i'm looking at that wattage and i'm just correlating it to my heart rate and i'll just manually take my heart rate and you want to keep it at right around i think he says 70% um of your max heart rate so once again not an exact science i'm not using one of his really fancy apps but that's what i'm i'm wor- looking for on that and then some days i'll go to the track And I'll push a sled um, for the same thing, you know, 10 seconds really hard. And he calls that um, high resistance interval. I don't know what he calls it. It's something really clever. But same thing, you know, I'll push the sled for 10 seconds, but a a really heavy sled. So I'm really having to grind. Um, For some of my clients, I'll put that, like I've got an MMA fighter who actually has a fight next weekend. um, And I put together some conditioning for him. And I have him just riding an exercise bike, but I have him riding it on a really high resistance. So it feels like he's riding through like mud or sand. So it's a lot of resistance there. Um, you know, hill sprints is another one you can do. Um, just so you have to, and I can't remember the reason. I read the book three months ago. I should remember this. Um, you just have to fight through a high resistance as opposed to not as much and being able to go faster. So I'll push the sled once a week too. Um, same thing, 10 seconds on a minute off. And I try to keep that heart rate still around that 70, 75%. So I'll, I'll check it every four sets and make sure it's not freaking skyrocketing.
1: Nice. I'm sure both those things, the bike and the sled, you can, the more you do it and the more you roll, you can probably just intuitively, intuitively be like, yeah, that's the right stimulus.
0: Yeah, like, exactly. I don't even- and you know, I leave and he even says, you want to leave feeling better than when you started it. You don't want to feel for this type of stuff, like your soul is leaving your body. You know what I mean? Or you can't think for the next three hours afterwards. Like I finished these sessions and I feel like I've had a cup of coffee. I feel like I can go and do work for hours afterwards. So I feel great. So it leads me to believe I'm doing the, the right stimulus or achieving the right stimulus um, yeah, I must
1: be doing something, right?
0: Yeah, so I, I feel great if nothing else afterwards. Um, it seems to be helping my rolling. Um, just from a standpoint of in the past, when I started to up my jiu-jitsu to you know three, four times a week, it wouldn't last very long. I would really I'd burn out and I, I wouldn't get injured, but I would just lose motivation. And I'd be exhausted. Um, whereas now I'm up to four classes a week plus one private. Um, so I'm, I'm doing something five days a week, jujitsu based, and I, f- wow. I feel relatively good, you know, knock on wood outside of right. my fingers being sore and my neck's a little sore every now and then. So it's, um, it's working. And then the other thing that's cool about the bike and the sled, they're both concentric centric activities. So it's going to be less damaging or I'm probably increasing my recovery, um, you know, as opposed to. I guess I guess running would be there'd be eccentric loading too cuz you're propelling yourself forward. Um, yeah. yeah, but more this,
1: all the all the landing and running there's well, way more variables for
0: potential
1: yeah. injury,
0: uh longer recovery. Yeah, I could see that. He's a big he's a big fan of any machine too. So like uh he likes the rowing machine. He likes the actually my favorite is the VersaClimber, but I I can't find one around here and I'm too cheap to put one in my apartment right now. Yeah, I would
1: keep an eye on Facebook Marketplace and uh Craigslist. I bet those someone bought one of those 20 years ago and is probably like cleaning the garage one day. Some some like, oh, some like old lady, lady that has it and yeah. that she had
0: to get it for her back.
1: Bought it off an infomercial and it, the, the tag's still on it.
0: <laughs> Dude, they're they're like $2500 brand new. They're not cheap by any means.
1: Yeah. Well, they're like kind of niche now. They're like uh Yeah a thing now i think like back in the day they well they were probably the same way back in the day but um i'm sure all those people that were into it back in the day no longer are so no
0: definitely not i think it's a lot like uh so years ago we're talking like 10 years ago before they had the assault bikes um when crossfit when like people in crossfit started using them they were using the schwinn airdyne bikes um so what you would do is you yeah so you would my mom
1: has one of those in our base, our base yeah, I think.
0: Exactly. I got one off of Craigslist when I lived in Oregon. I bought it from some old lady for like 25 bucks and it had never been used. My little brother still has it to this day. Um, so he's had it now for probably close to 10 years since I left Oregon um, and it still works perfectly. So that's the same thing. Everyone, you know, bought one a very long time ago and then they went out of style and they started selling them and you you would know the people that knew they had it because they'd be selling it for like 150 on Craigslist as opposed to the people that had no idea what they had just
1: free come get it off my property <laughs> take it yeah. out of
0: my garage i don't want it yeah <laughs> but you're that would be of- that be
1: that be a good business model just getting on craigslist and finding like niche fitness equipment that you know people want but other people like have no they don't know what they have and then just flipping it for 10 times what you paid for it
0: wouldn't be surprised if somebody out there is already doing that and has. There's probably oh, a business. Are, yeah. There's probably a business title around that already, and I just don't know. We just don't know what it's called.
1: I hate watching reality TV shows, but that might be something I would watch. Like, <laughs>
0: <gym> <laughs> it, it, it would. It would almost be like. Um, oh shit! What's that show? Um, I'm picturing like. I think there's a show called Pickers where they yes, go. Yes, that's and- that's the show I'm yeah. thinking about. Maybe I'm going to watch that later now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pickers where they go around, but it would be like fitness equipment pickers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get like, uh, what is the, like, Mark Bell, Juju, what's that guy's name? Juju.
0: Mufu, Mofo. Yeah. That
1: guy. <laughs> maybe Maybe throw Joe Rogan in there too. Like.
0: Right, now now you have a star a star cast here. You've just put together a, yeah. a top-rated show on Netflix, hands down. Yeah. You need to pitch this idea yeah, to we'll get a lot of ASAP. Life. Yeah,
1: I think we are right now. A listener is going to take this and steal it.
0: Someone is, and we're going to see it in a couple of years, and that was John's idea. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> you going to hop in the sauna now, buddy? I am, yeah. All right, well, well, we'll wrap it up. How do you want to end this one?
1: Um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm sure Wes and I will be on again in a few weeks. So shoot us a message if you got a topic you'd like us to chat about. Um, rate the podcast, share it. If, you po- if you're listening, post it on your IG stories. We'll happily reshare it. And uh, yeah, thanks for supporting us and um, look out for the next one.